Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday, the 22nd of October, 2023. The diamond array. I did expect more pizzazz, more glitter. It's just a space dock, really. Hello? Tunic and Benji! Here we are again. Oh. I'm Benji Clifford. He's yes. Nick Briggs. This <laughs> is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast. All for the love of stories. Well said, my friend. Well said. Um, in a few moments, Benji and I will be chatting about some stuff, you know. Sorry, my phone just fell off the table. Oh, no. The, the torch turned itself on. After that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy, reviewing the reviews of Classic Doctor's new monsters, The Stuff of Nightmares, starring Tom Baker, <laughs> Paul McGann, Colin Baker, Tim Trelaw, Louise Jameson, and loads more brilliant people. The Hawks of Balhoon. Then we go behind the scenes with the universe-shattering climax of our Doctor Who 60th anniversary release, Once and Future, The Union. Starring loads of Doctors Who, as they used to say in the old days, plus Caroline Ford, Alex Kingston and Maureen O'Brien. Amazing stuff. Yeah, what a privilege. You know, we can go right back to the beginning. Following that, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. What have you been saying to us? Hmm, well, uh, what will we be saying to you? It's probably more likely. That's what I say. Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount skillfully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. No news on on what it's going to be except for this sneaky peek the famous service revolver and finally as always we round off the podcast with a free 15 minute drama tease and this week it's from Once and Future The Union by Matt Fitton oh, we made it oh you've changed again I appear to be co-piloting with that dashing young me or rather dashing old me <laughs> nice to know I keep improving with age anyway. So let's talk about being on leave and being ill. And hopefully not at the same time. Quite That would well, be, be the well, worst that's thing. True. You know, I've been on leave. I'm coming back from leave just to do this today. What a delight. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be part of your sort of, uh, your, oh, what's the word? Interbellum. Oh, that's a good word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, What's yeah. the actual definition of it? I it's, the, it's the period it between two wars, is the interbellum. So oh, between how do you the spell first I N T E R B E L L U M. Yeah, the Apple dictionary doesn't have it, of course, because it's useless. Um, In the history of the 20th century, the interwar period, or interbellum, lasted from the 11th of November 1918 to the 1st of September 1939. 20 uh. years, 9 months, and 21 days. But, you know, it's the, I, I just quite like using it because nobody ever says that word. And I think it's, you know, this is your this is your in-between period. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, the, the Apple Dictionary doesn't have it. And it, almost every word I look up, <laughs> it doesn't have it. It, just, it, ha- it has right, the words, so, buy so a new iPhone. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who can who put that dictionary together? Some kind of imbecile an apple <laughs> an apple it was actually an apple <laughs> grown in an orchard have um, you had fun though have you had fun uh, i don't want to go that far um <laughs> we've been doing a, my wife's been assuming that because i'm on leave i can go out for lunch so she says things in the morning like 
So where are we going for lunch today? I thought, oh, it's another, <laughs> it's another lunch. It's another lunch. And we went to our, one of our favourite pubs for lunch uh, yesterday. And we said, to, as I always do, doing lunch. And they were just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing lunch. <laughs> we went, oh, no. I went, what? He says, there's a sign outside saying the chef's ill. I mean, what? And I just realised this morning I showed no sympathy whatsoever for the chef. Well, what just about like, my what? lunch? What? I mean, oh. And he went, yeah, sorry. There's a sign. I said, yeah, okay. Right, okay, bye then. You know, any normal, nice human being would have said, oh, God, I hope he gets better soon. But so I just, uh, oh. <laughs> you were thinking of, well, yeah, but when food is on the mind, normal, <sighs> rational thoughts just diminish, don't they? Well, I was in a hurry as well because I had an appointment at the doctor's, just a, a regular appointment, you know. They just take some of my blood and look at it and go, ugh. You're, it's green. You're not very well, are you? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, and that was a lovely experience too. The nurse was great. After having dealt with several administrative people in the NHS, who, let's just say, weren't very happy <laughs> with their lives, <laughs> I think. is the best. They, they said to me, um, uh, oh, we haven't got time for a full appointment. This is on the phone. They said, haven't got time for a full appointment. So, look, can you do your blood pressure, your weight and your height before you get here? And I said, I don't have any scales actually at home. And they said, we've got some in reception at the at the general practice, you know. OK, fine, fine. And there's a thing for measuring your height. OK, fine, fine. Right. Uh, and I said, I've got a thing for doing my blood pressure at home because that's what happens to you when you get old. You have to have a thing for measuring your blood pressure just because the doctor keeps saying to you, is your blood pressure all right? Is it too high? Is it too low? <clears throat> it's not very good after I've been speaking to one of these people on the phone, I have to tell you. <laughs> anyway, so I went in yesterday before the lunch because I thought, I'll, if I'm just before my appointment, I'll get all stressed about, yeah, course, you know, yeah, getting yeah. it right and what have you. So I'll go in early. Also, I thought I'll go in before the lunch because I'll be three pounds heavier after the lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like that thing. I'll take off my shoes and all yeah. my clothes, and there we go. I've, I've lost a pound. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I didn't do that. Anyway, so the the, my weight is E10 colon 12, which presumably is an error message, and my height is uh, four foot five inches. <laughs> that's, I mean, the. Are you the sure thing, you're not a Sontar? You know, there's nothing wrong with being four foot five inches, but if you've ever met me or seen me, you know that I'm not of that height. I'm fairly obviously much taller than that. But, you know, the halfway up the ruler, the f there's a section, another section of ruler where the figures went in reverse. Oh, for goodness sake. So I went to the reception and I said, listen, I've just had an attack of stupidity. And the person, when I said I've just had an attack, the person sort of flinched <laughs> like medical emergency of stupidity. Um, and they went, uh, yeah. And I, I said, well... My weight is showing as e, e ten twelve. I don't know what that is, and and my height is showing as four foot five inches. And they just looked at me and went, "Yeah, I didn't even know we had a, a height measurement and a weight thing here." And I thought, "Well, thank goodness you're working here." Anyway, <laughs> so I went, went went to the appointment early. The woman called me in early, which is fantastic, and she was absolutely fantastic. I just used the word fantastic a lot, and she and I said that weight, and th she said, "No, no, I'm going to do all that." And I thought. What was all that business of the appointment won't be long Waste enough, so you'll time, have to do, yeah. you know, I just, there's no, bless them. This uh, is anyway. the modern world, there is a lack of communication. 
well and truly everywhere. It's and when they're taking blood from you, when you're a nervous person like me, I always have to lie down. I was going to sit up for, for the first time in living memory. I said, no, I'll sit this time. And as she brought the pillow over to me to rest my arm on my... I just thought, I just said, no, actually, I think I'm going to lie down. <laughs> she said, <"Okay." laughs> So, and when they're sticking the thing in you to take the blood out, they always ask you about yourself. So your, your mind goes elsewhere. And you know they're doing it, but you appreciate it. So what, what is it you're doing today? What, you know? And I said, oh, well, I'm actually on leave. Well, what's your job? And I said, oh, and I told her. She went, oh, my God, Doctor Who, haven't we met before? I said, no, I think I'd remember you because you're really, really nice. You know? Talk about Chris Chibnall, that'll be it. And that's it. I said, could it be Chris Chibnall? Because he lives around here. And she said, oh, I don't remember people's names. <laughs> but anyway, she was absolutely glorious. I'd like to give her five gold stars. I always love that thing, you know, have you ever been under uh, anaesthetic before? Never. Oh, that's the same thing where they talk to you and they, they, they just administer it. And they said, so, um, so how are you today? Have you, you done anything exciting before you came here? What do you do? You say, well, I... I within <laughs> seconds, that just, just terminates Make the conversation. Three hours later, so it was going to the shop and what the hell? It's, so, it's <laughs> such a bizarre feeling. You feel a cold thing in your arm and you're gone within, it's just, you're gone. Wow, it's incredible, isn't it? No, I've never. The, I have had procedures involving cutting me open, but alarmingly, have only had um, local anaesthetics for them because Fair. they involve my heart, and they they will try. They will not put you out for a heart operation if they can possibly avoid it. Yeah, I understand. It's not an reason, operation; yeah. it was a procedure. An operation sounds like they got a chainsaw and had a go at me. <laughs> Took it out, had a look at it, popped it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, talking of medical matters, of course, you know, I've been luxuriating in lunches and moaning slightly about NHS administration, which is extremely ungrateful for me, even though, of course, I've paid national insurance all my life. Um, you've been ill, Benji. It's been rubbish. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm one of those people, Nick, that I don't get ill that often. I'm not one of those people that's got a chronic cold or is always ill. But if I do get ill, it tends to it tends to really whack me out and knock me for yeah. six. Um, and yeah, I I was just you know I, I'd had a bit of a, a, a riotous night on Saturday, and I came in in the early hours. Um, I feel you're incriminating yourself after, with that yeah. statement. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, and then the next day I had a little bit of a cough, and I thought, oh, I thought, well, I've been up late, you know, we just tired. Then the next day it was just wham, absolutely ill, sick as a dog. And yeah, I spent most. I've, honestly, I've spent most of this week just in bed, really, watching television and sleeping a lot, and just generally being feeling unpleasant. And it's been awful as well because it's it's been either bitterly cold outside, or mm, it's been mm. like awful weather. But having the window open, like I, like I, I I'm craving fresh air. But the second you open the window, it's like it's like inviting the Arctic into coming into your house, you know. Yeah. So it's just been this, oh, it's been ghastly, Nick. I've not enjoyed myself at all. No, and I, you know, aside from the fact that I hate to think of my dear friend suffering, it meant that you couldn't come here for a curry. You know, that's what we sort of were talking about in the last podcast. And it's that's so just, annoying. It's that was so just annoying. a pipe dream, as it, was it turned a pi- out. And the fact as well that I, I, had the, like, I had the time to do it. Like, I had the time, yeah. the stars were aligned, and then I was just, like, shot dead for being ill. And I think it's that thing. I, I think, as I was saying to you, because I, I went, we went to that premiere... Uh, last week and uh, I think that the likelihood is that I might have caught something from there like a cold or something my body was doing a fantastic job at fighting it off Uh, and then I I was up until you know five half five in the morning 
Uh, and I think my immune system was just like, well, we give it up. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, and you, so I've, you weakened I've paid yourself, the price. didn't you? Yeah. So thankfully, I'm, I'm not as bad as I have been. It's been quite a fast-moving one. Every day is like is like a it's it's like an exhibition of what what the cold can do every day. It was an intercity cold. <laughs> you know, and so I've yeah, I've had I've had the full shebang. I've had the coughing. I've had the the sneezing. I've had the blur my nose. I've had the yeah, today I've I've got a bit of a cough still, but everything just smells strange. It's a very, it's probably the thing I hate the most of all, and my ears as well. Like the balance of things is very off. I was yeah, doing. A you've bit got of work. inflammation in your ear canals, mate. That's what you've got, which is which is a, a slight touch of labyrinthitis, says Doctor Briggs, completely medically unqualified. Uh, this has been an interesting delve into virology and in, in, in <laughs> immunity. I, th- I think what you got was RUF, which is random unforeseen factors uh, <laughs> that got in the way of of us uh, meeting up. But so many people I've heard of got ill from that premiere because there were just hundreds of people. It was but, quite. Well, it was quite a, a an enclosed space, you know. They, yeah. I mean, there there were there were sort of two areas to go to, and, and lots of people around, and and also we forget as well that um, since the COVID times, um, you know that that we we don't do these events all the time. Not that I did these events all the time, but you know you're more you, you used to being around lots of people quite frequently, whereas now we we're all very very good and very conditioned to actually stand apart from one another. You know, if you go to the supermarket. To an extent, people give you a lot more space when you're when you're going you're through the checkouts. You're absolutely right. People yeah. sort of step off the pavement if you're or the sidewalk if you're listening in other sidewalk. countries. Um, yeah, it's, it, they're very narrow pavements where I live here, and they're and people will you know no one will pass you on that narrow pavement. You it's know, just they a will different step world, off into the road and get run over. Yeah. Oh well, so, and then and then it doesn't matter because it's kind of you know one less person stepping on the pavement, isn't it? <laughs> Um, they've That's just demolished our pavements here. It's all it's absolute waste of money. Abolished them. Uh, uh, demolished them. Oh, demolished. They, they, they abolished them. A completely unnecessary thing that they've decided to take up the paving slabs, which are doing an absolutely brilliant job, and just replace it with tarmac, um, because apparently it's it's softer if people fall over. Just think, well, I've never seen somebody fall over there in my life. You know, oh, it's just, tripping on paving stones because paving stones always become dislodged. Yes, they do. Uh, I, I count tarmac and and paving stones as pavement. You know, it's that little bit of walkway next to the road. It just felt like a bit of a waste is. of time, really, because they're 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 a far. You know, why don't they use that tarmac? I think they're probably and, and getting sued too much. Maybe they maybe they are, but you know, look at all the potholes. Can't they just use the tarmac for oh, those? Don't which get is, me started which is probably on potholes, far mate. more far more needed than than a a, a a road, quite frankly, which is miles away from the town centre anyway. Yes, I would just like to go back to the illness thing because it's now time for the Stephen Noonan mention. <laughs> um, well, because Stephen hardly ever gets ill. In yeah, fact, just, the whole time I've known him, of... he never gets cold, never got COVID, was exposed to it the same time as me. I got it. We were exposed he just to opts it in out. the studio. He opts out of being ill, doesn't he? Yeah, although he did get, he did get a nasty cold, I think, not that long ago, which was very unusual. But yeah, he's very well. He's uh, he's super immune, Stephen. He's it's because he's a time lord. He is, well, he is a time lord. He's either a time lord or a spy or both. A spy lord. Maybe he <laughs> works for the uh, the CIA. <laughs> I can't add to that for security reasons. 
Uh, he's a legend. I was having good old chinwag with him last night on the on the old uh, on the old texty wexties. Oh you know? yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose but we must press on because time <laughs> is actually short. It is. Um, yes, it's it's four foot seven. Um, right then, time for our good review guide. Finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. It may be four foot seven, but it's also 13, point tw- 13 colon 12, whatever that means. Five raspberries to the gallon. <laughs> and as promised this week, looking at the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Classic Doctors, New Monsters, The Stuff of Nightmares. Where's Francesca? In the attic, I believe. Don't tell me she's looking for our ghost as well. We'll pay our respects and we'll... Hang on! There's a house down there. I am the owner of this humble abode, the Hawks of Balhoon. But this is no mere power cut. There's something else here with us. Get out! Get out! Get out! All things have their time, Hawks. Yet surely our ghost proves otherwise. Where will they have taken my other friend? The girl? Sanguinetti owns an estate. The Tivoli. Tivoli? Not your Tivoli, Timble. Ah. You cringing rodent! Let me out! We are going to rescue Lila. We? Doctor, I'm an accountant, not a commando. Timble, Phoebus, you may be an accountant, but I am the doctor. The archipelago of High Dream. Oh my, <laughs> it's beautiful. The monks collect the shells of river crabs and carve them into wind chimes. Now listen to me, Mary Yoshida. You are in the most terrible danger. Seriously? Your real life is draining away. You're being eaten alive by a predator. What if I told you I'd seen the hunters in the dark? Oh, never just drift off. Let them carry you away. At last, the stone passage ends. Oh, thank goodness for that. You emerge into the center. And what do I find? Bones, bodies, things beginning with B. Nice. Who could be responsible for all the death and the dying? Why do I have the feeling that you're about to tell me? Don't you know anything about stories, Charlie? You don't tell, you show. Big finish for the love of stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type nightmares <laughs> into the search pane at the top to find this one. And first up, whoreview.com uh, says the strongest installment uh, in the classic Doctor's new monster series so far. The stuff of nightmares consists of four highly creative stories, each of which does something fascinating and new with the returning villains featured. Nice. I'd even go as far as to argue that these stories each use their monsters better than their original appearances. <gasps> Such is the range of ideas on display here. Uh, without a doubt, this is one of the best box sets released by Big Finish so far this year. Highly recommended. 4.5 out 
out of five. What's that point five all about? For Listen, pity's let's sake. not go there. Let's not go there. Well, let's just be grateful for the 4.5 and the lovely review from the unnamed reviewer of whoreview.com. Who is the mystery reviewer? Who? Who? Uh, blog to who.com. Now, this reviewer is known to us, um, a family favourite down the decades, uh, Peter Nolan. Famous side that we've never mentioned his shirts. His shirts? Well, he's got plenty of them, hasn't he? Like yeah. most people, he, he wears them. Yeah, he's got a whole wardrobe full of shirts. Good. Are they the same shirts? Are they different coloured shirts? Well, when I say a wardrobe, I mean several wardrobes. He's got five <gasps> wardrobes, and Crikey. in each wardrobe, it's the same shirt. Not, I mean, each wardrobe has, like, there's a yellow, I think, yellow one with the blue flowers. Oh, one. yes, That's yes, all yes. those. And then the next one, it's the red one with the slight... There's a kind of strange pebble-dashing effect on it. Okay, yeah, I can imagine. I, can, I mean, I can... Yeah. <laughs> I, could see, I could see that you would wear that one quite well. Yes, I suppose, yeah. I suppose, you know, what's that thing, you know, know what you like and like what you know. And it, That's you know, me. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly, and many a mickle, max a muckle. Anyway, which is one of Peter's favourite phrases in that series he did, uh, Ochai, I'm really Scottish. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the four stories, says Peter, the new, in classic Doctor's new monsters, the stuff of nightmares provide their, <laughs> their unique... Lancia's kilts. <laughs> Hootsmon. Uh, on the concept... This is where Kenny Smith should turn up to save us. I've got my Glyn Gary here on the floor. Have you seen this? No, but I met Gary Glyn at a car club. Uh, there's, like, that's a, oh, look that's, at that. That hat that the Brigadier wore when he was Colonel Lethbridge Stewart in Web of Fear. It's not actually that one, but Keith Barnfather gave this to me when I was best man at his wedding. He's not Scottish, but... Did he, did he get married it. in the London Underground as well? Near Tooting <laughs> so, Beck? And they, they couldn't make it to Hoburn. Um, <clears throat> uh, but whether bombing around the streets of Rome in fast-paced comedy thrillers or gazing deep into the abyss of our darkest nightmares, all of them provide quality selections from the menu of what Doctor Who can be. It's such a great box set. If you didn't get it, I'd, well, Peter Nolan and his famous shirts and Scottish pretensions, uh, <laughs> highly recommend it. Peter McNolan is what we'll call Peter it. Peter McNolan. Uh, cultbox.co.uk I always want to say kitebox for some bizarre unknown reason because you want Mc to go and fly a kite oh, I, I would like to fly a kite actually uh, Ian McArdle um, who, who is quite jealous now that, that he wasn't chosen for for uh, Okai I'm a Scotsman yeah uh, I'm really that Scottish. is a Scottish name isn't it um, with a futuristic haunted house engaging monster antics from 1970s Rome and two battles with those sinister dream crabs this is another dreamy combination of classic doctors new monsters mm -hmm. we are thrilled that this series returned it has been five years and always particularly enjoy the extras director Barnaby Edwards is such an eloquent enthusiast for the stories he helms 4.5 out of 5 Goodness me, has it been five years? How time flies. Uh, Sci-FiPulse.net, Razor Devereaux says, Doctor Who, Classic Monsters, New Monsters 3, the Classic Monsters, New... Well, I, t I can't read, but you get the, the 
you know, gist. Uh, the Stump of Nightmares is an excellent continuation of the range. Indeed, the four tales are improvements over the stories that introduce the featured creatures. There we go, 9.5 out of 10. There's a theme emerging here, isn't there? There certainly is a theme emerging there. And let's see if this theme continues. We are cult.rocks. Jay Gent, sometimes known as Whoosh Oleander, says uh, a phantasmagorical foursome of familiar foes and friendly faces. By the close of this four-disc box, one feels that one has been taken on quite the journey across dimensions with the arc of a concept album nice is that true about jay gents whoosh oleander yeah so jay and me have a a love for david bowie and there's a great film uh, music video that david bowie did for blue jean which is like an extended sort of short film and he tries david bowie tries to get into this cl- nightclub and mm. makes up the name says what's your name he goes uh whoosh whoosh oleander always makes me laugh that's a little little bowieism there nice one uh next week more reviews who knows what they'll be i certainly don't at this moment coming up soon listeners emails the randomoid selectatron and a drama release tease of once and future the union the long-awaited climax of our 60th anniversary doctor who release packed with stars from the universe have a listen to this behind the scenes tease i am paul mcgann and i am doctor number eight time to undo the damage you know what you're doing grandfather you of all people should know the answer to that (laughs) that's what i'm afraid of yeah what a privilege you know we can go right back to the beginning I like it. Also, I quite like playing granddads. I mean, it, it, it's come a bit early than I, I thought it might, but it's a blast, you know. I thought, this is it for me now, it's granddad parts. It's great to be reminded, too, that the Doctor had a family, has a family, you know, and people. There's just a character, there's a person who can't go home or for some reason can't get back. And there's people, there's, there's a family there. I'm Carol Ann Ford, and I play Susan I'm Maureen O'Brien, and I played Union. I haven't met Paul today because we're all isolated and he's in another studio. But um, I have spent the day with Carol, which has been a huge pleasure. And Michael and I have worked years and years and years, you know, in radio and all over the place and always enjoyed each other's company a lot. Wonderful. It's been absolutely great. It's been absolutely fantastic. We were saying how nice it is. You know, we we haven't really had much of a chance to sort of meet up since we both did it. You know, that's that's the thing about Doctor Who. You just never really say goodbye to anyone because you always seem to to bump into each other again. And and it's always a great pleasure. Yes, um, this was extraordinary because since those very early days, this is the first time Caroline and I have ever worked together. We've never, we've hardly ever met, just in passing, you know, at these um, Doctor Who events. But actually to work together is um, extraordinary and very nice. Yeah, and how. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Carol came on my very first day of rehearsal on Doctor Who to say, welcome and good luck and hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and to wish me well, which I was very, very touched by and I've never forgotten. Hello, I'm Alex Kingston and I play Professor River Song. 
Well, I'm really glad that the writer Matt Fitton remembered me and thought to include River in this extraordinary journey. It's also really nice for me to have a chance to reconnect with all of the doctors that I've worked with before, the actors I've worked with before, but also just for River to reunite with um, some of her favourite old flames. It is like one big extended family, and uh, don't we need it? I like it, and it's great, and you know, it's great to be part of. Selection of teas from peppermints to raspberry, <laughs> and all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com and type "union" into the search pane at the top to find this latest once and future release out this Wednesday, the twenty-fifth of October. I particularly like the bit where there's uh, Maureen O'Brien and Caroline Ford chatting about when they first met so that's real gold if, if you've skipped over that bit go back and have a listen <laughs> um as you may have noticed some time ago we announced once in future coda the final act no further news on that at the moment so this mention is serving as a slightly irritating tease apologies for that irritating tease that's like that's like a cup of tea that's stone cold oh um very See, my wife would like that she leaves her hot drinks until they're cold or at least lukewarm to drink it's mildly acceptable for coffee, but tea, I mean, no no chance. No yeah. chance. To be fair to her, I don't know whether she does it for tea. She certainly does it for coffee. Coffee is kind of okay. Of you know, after unfair. all, they, they sell cold coffee, don't they? Well, they'll sell anything. They will. <laughs> they will. You know them. Them. The, that they lot, always do those that. Those people. <laughs> them over there. Um, I don't know who they are, but they do it. Well, they've, they've been emailing in. That's right, because now it's time for... Listeners emails. <laughs> but if you want to sell anything to us, you well don't actually because that's that's actually spam, isn't it? But just send a nice message, send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. First up, Luke Stevens. Uh, subject download only breaks my hearts. Greetings, Nick and Benji. Just kidding about the title of this email. So that's download only. It's too good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- at first, I thought when you said, when he said, greetings, Nick and Benji, just kidding. I thought say, Greet- no, actually, no, I hope you're not well. Um, uh, I'll take my <laughs> greeting back. Um, the pun was too good to resist. Uh, but seeing as the recently announced bonus 11th Doctor Chronicle, Broken Hearts, is your first download-only full-cast Doctor Who audio drama which I'm very excited about, by the way, I started to wonder if this is a one-off or if we could perhaps see more such bonus releases in the future. Personally, I would love for you to do some first and second Doctor adventures. An extra two-parter every once in a while could help slightly offset the fact that they only get one box set each year currently and perhaps they could work as a gateway into these ranges. The cheaper price points tempting those who are unsure about committing their money to a full box set of these amazing recasts. Just imagine. Uh, all the best to you both. Oh, that's brilliant, Luke. I love that idea. Um, yeah, I'll try and make that happen. I would love to do that. Uh, next up, Matthew Rose says, questions in the subject line. And it's an accurate representation of the email, actually. So uh, I think Matthew should be congratulated on very efficient use of the subject line. Hello, Nick and Benji. Hello. It's been a while, uh, and I'm hoping that you're both well. Well, you've heard... Um, you've had I, a, a really in-depth analysis, actually, of our Probably moment. more than you wanted, Matthew, <laughs> to be fair. Um, 
Uh, and, you know, I'm sounding ill. I'm not ill, but I'm sounding a bit throaty today. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> You're catching it from me through the microphone, you see. Too many lunches, that's what it is. Lunches. Um, I firstly wanted to thank you for an exceptionally... 2023, I think it's been exceptional, uh, for the 60th year, and it's drawing closer to time. Uh, we have had some incredible adventures, and I paused for thoughts to wonder about a few potential ideas. Firstly... Main range collections? While this could be seen as a big ask, a divergent art collection or the Charlie Curry's complete saga would be wonderful for those who are sceptical about delving into individual stories. Still, as this would be a good way to do so. Secondly, after rewatching the season seven era of Doctor Who and finishing it, Liz Shaw's wonderful time was really short. It was, yeah, yeah, agreed. And it feels like they still have more to explore, of which the wonderful Daisy is doing following in her mother's footsteps. Uh, watching Ambassadors of Death and Inferno made me wonder if we could get season four audios with the Doctor, the Brigadier, Liz and Benton, as that was a very small time together with them, which would be a delight to hear this from yourselves, potentially exploring. Um, yeah, uh, we're sort of doing that, sort of. Uh, and, and there's one coming out very soon. It's come out, hasn't it? Intelligence for War came out last week. Yeah, hope you're enjoying that. Finally, any news on more of the wonderful Brigadier Bambera? Her solo series is a triumph and success. And um, I think triumph and success are the, are the same thing, aren't they? So it's a success, success. And I would be certainly delighted to hear her return with original creations again or having a possible 90s crossover with the Eighth Doctor and the, uh, and the Roberts Master. The possibilities are endless. You're right there, Matthew, uh, for this exciting range and certainly looking forward to where it goes next. Uh, can't reveal that that very exciting stuff um, is on the way, I would say, with a great degree of certainty. <laughs> Even though I didn't sound very certain when I was saying it. I can give you some old news about Brigadier Bambera, if you like. Yeah, what's the old news? I saw Angela... Br- the last time I was at London Victoria Station, I saw Angela Bruce there. So there we go. So that was that was probably a month or so ago. So goodness yeah. me, maybe she was recording with us. Maybe, maybe well, she never lives. She doesn't live in this country, you know. Does she not? She did have a suitcase, so maybe yeah. she maybe she'd done a few days for us and then was zipping off, getting the going from Victoria to get the Gatwick Express. Or maybe it was some top secret mission for Unit, and she was meeting up with Stephen Noonan with his famous uh, CIA connections yeah this this is i think this is all starting to make more sense i think the latter yeah. i think Stephen noon is is the new bill filer isn't he really he's the cia guy yeah the the excellent the excellent doctor <laughs> Stephen the, the noon, kind of, noonan is everyone and everything he transcends one person he just he is. is you know he's a, just is he is he is is yeah yeah robin parry maybe you're the next is who knows subject to this one is mcgann book um, hi, hi. Uh, with <laughs> you sounded so so. Hi. <laughs> well, I was missing saying hi there. You see, yes, so I was sorry. Hi, hi yeah, whatever, confused. whatever, Robin. Hi. Yeah, it just doesn't. It feels. It feels like there's something lacking, doesn't it? Uh, with the 25th anniversary of Paul McGann's work with Big Finish coming up in 2025, 
Brackets, question mark, close brackets. I thought (laughs) I'd get in there and say that we fans of your 8th Doctor range would love, love, love a nice glossy colour book celebrating these tales. I say. Imagine a kind of guide to the 8th Doctor. All companions, the baddies, the stories, the covers, the ranges, the crossovers, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, the script writing, the music, the actors, the lunch menus, etc, etc. Nice pics of the casts. Uh, the covers, etc. Um, there is uh, so much to say, and yet nowhere we can turn to find all this material drawn together. Uh, every other doctor has booked something like this. You know you want to. I bet it would sell with appreciation for your magnificent work, Robin. Well, that's a Kenny a Kenny Smith if ever there was one. It is, there? isn't it? A Kenny Smith book right there. I mean, I I would say we don't have a license to do books but we can get special arrangements as you see there's the the arts of the audio adventures is coming up soon and we had a chat with bbc Studios, so maybe we could have a chat with them to get to do something like this uh, i know that jason Hagellery is a, an avid listener to the podcast he isn't um and so maybe he'll pick up on this idea or maybe when i talk to him next i will uh, when i'm back off leave i'll mention this to him i, I think jason would like this idea you know yeah, I can I see. I think he'd Jason go for that. Edge, I mean, he was really the the art of the um, audio adventures um, is a book that's really close to Jason's heart, and he, I think, it was definitely his idea, and he's been pushing for it for a long time. And I even helped him rugby tackle someone very important at um, BBC Studios in order to get permission to do it. The rugby tackle is a metaphorical term. Yeah, it was a sort of <laughs> metaphorical tackle. Yeah, sort of, you know, sort of... Sort of for the raffia sort of base, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. Um, Listen, uh, some bad news. Uh, That's it for the emails. (gasps) Oh. Uh, But more next week, let's hope. Uh, You know, that I've been shielded from the emails while I've been on leave, so I'm, I'm looking forward to a slew of them. Keep them coming. We love them. Don't forget there's drama tease of Once and Future, the union at the end of this podcast. But first, it's... The Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. Bada-boom. Bada-bing, bada-boom. What have you got in the room? And it's in. Ran has chosen Sherlock Holmes, the ordeals of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, marvellous. Here's the trailer. From the casebook of Inspector G. Lestrade, Bermondsey, South London, 25th of July, 1880. It seemed to me that we were, in some manner, leaving modernity behind us and travelling into the past, towards a simpler age, but also one wilder and more barbarous than our own. Take out your revolver, Watson. We are both of us in the profoundest peril. Give yourself up and we'll do what we can for you. The famous service revolver. I felt a hand upon my back and, half a second later, a curved blade pressed against my throat. Who are you, anyway? My name is Sherlock Holmes, madam, and this is my friend, Dr. Watson. Sherlock Holmes? Never heard of him. It's all quite fantastic. Why, it's Mr. Holmes, isn't it? And the faithful Dr. Watson, too. How delightful. Mrs. Kerbishley. Even in such a life as mine, there have been few other occasions when I have felt with such keenness the awful proximity of my own death. So, I just have to check which one that was. because From uh, the plains uh, of Afghanistan to the um, alleyways of Victorian London. 
from the dark heart of the English countryside to the ruin of Europe after the Great War. Join Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson in a quartet of astonishing new investigations which span their lifelong friendship and beyond. Four decades, four cases, one solution. That's amazing. And you know, we, uh, we recorded that ten years ago. Good grief. Time doesn't half fly, doesn't it? I mean, this range, just in general, as we've said before, I think is fantastic. The depth uh, in which uh, it can go, the stories, the detail, it's absolutely remarkable. Um, and yourself, Nicholas, my, my, my mother and my father listened to uh, the, the seamstress of Peckham Rye when they were indeed heading over to Peckham Rye and they, they said that they thought your Holmes was absolutely fantastic. So there we go. And they have, and they have uh, big Jeremy Brett fans. So, you know, that's a, that's a damn good compliment if, if, uh, if ever you needed one. While I email Jackie about this, Jackie Emery, that is, she's the content manager at Big Finish. I don't know whether you know that. I don't think we mention that very often. No, no. And I'm going to inform her about this random selection. And Jackie will put this off live on the bigfinish.com website. Benji, can you just, um, you know, give us some clue? I mean, don't overdo it about how we get the uh, 25% discount. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to head to Big finish.com you can um I I've, I've already i'm already ruining this go to bigfinish.com head to the podcasts page it's as simple as that once you're over there there'll be a thing that says read more you read more you should anyway uh, underneath the picture of myself and colonel briggington the fourth it should say uh, the randomized electron also features offering you a 25 percent reduction on the selective release just click here and enter the code buck up if you click there you'll get your 25 percent discount and there you have it. It's a fantastic way to get 25% off. And uh, what better way to get 25% off than 25% off your deals of Sherlock Holmes. Well, top job ran. As of now, next week's podcast uh, released on the 29th of October, 2023, obviously, is called Omega Audacity. What? But it's not that dead Omega. It's uh, the Omega Factor, the house ah. that wasn't haunted. Wasn't it? Had, oh, yeah, well, that, it wasn't, yes. Well, you've given uh, it all away. They just turn up and say, oh, well, it was Norton after all, actually. Yeah, well, yeah but careful. it's by Tim Foley, so Ooh. things are never as you expect them. And that's, um, uh, yeah, that's. I, d- I had the pleasure of doing the music on that. Um, and then there's the Eighth Doctor released Audacity. Um, so that's Which uh, I had the pleasure of working on myself. So we, 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 we both had uh, fingers Can you give us a pies. tease about what happens in that? Uh, well, I mean, all I'm going to say is this. Revenge of the Cybermen. <laughs> the Beacon is indeed ours. Uh, it's a great box set. It's, a, it's the introduction of a brand new companion for the Eighth Doctor as well. So there's Called much to be excited about. Yeah. In the meantime, it remains for me to say that this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And of course, Benji and I did this. I'm reading what you're saying. <laughs> I can't believe you have to. Yes, well done. And, and of, of course, course Benji. I'm, Benji uh, <laughs> I'm stop talking, name. it's my go. And of course, Benji and I did this. For the, for love, the of love of stories. stories. Perfect. And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, Once and Future, The Union, starring more doctors than you could shake a stick at. <laughs> I'd love to see you shaking a stick at the doctors. I'll do it. Next time I see them all. 
worry, Susan. I'm on my way. I know you can't hear me. I've followed the coordinates attached to your message. <clears throat> if I can just finish this device. Oh, 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 this is a pretty pickle. It's happening more than ever. Oh! oh. Ah! Yes, whole thing. You feel it too. Those forays into my future disrupting my entire existence. Fortunately, I have a steady hand when it comes to assembling gadgets in trying circumstances. I've opened your telepathic circuits. So, with the components I've collected and psychoactive sand from Solaris Hexes, I can reverse the Artron flow. So long as I'm wearing the medallion device. Hmm. Not a bad look, actually. That's Torrid. Deary, deary me. Oh! Intolerable. Utterly intolerable. How am I supposed to focus? Aha. It seems my later selves are not quite as adept as they think. A loose connection. <laughs> ah! Steady, steady. That's more like it. I seem to have found some stability. Grandfather, help me! Come to the diamond array! Now, let's see if we can't finish this once and for all. Position. Target identified. I'll inform Madame she'll shortly have another string of jewels for her collection. What's that? Oh no, it can't be. Change of plan. I'll have to tell her he's here. Go on, find that TARDIS. Contain him. I'll be along as soon as I've prepped the engines. It's a delicate operation. I have news. The diamond array. I did expect more pizzazz, more glitter. It's just a space dock, really. Hello? 
That's a lot of space. But not just a void down there. Are those planets? Remain where you are. How you're bringing the spark on. Crystalline life forms. Do not run. Wouldn't dream of it. I assume you're minions. If the look of minions. We are the Amalgam. Nice to meet you. But I'd rather meet whoever's pulling your strings. Don't antagonize the staff, Doctor. Hold him. No need for the rough stuff. You only have to ask, Mr... Operator, Operator Zero. Have we met? I mean, the person under that cyborg exterior. Bring him to the bridge. From the door! Won't take long! What are you doing? Who are you? Why am I here? Ah, all excellent questions, Susan, but time is of the essence. You know my name? I was on a diplomatic mission. Are you with the Daleks? Ah, not since one stood me up on Spyridon. Or maybe he was invisible. You sound familiar. We'll catch up soon. He's just arrived, so it's all about to kick off. Ah, got it. Who's arrived? Grandad! Uh-oh! Where are you? I've unlocked your cell. Stay to a count of 20, then out. There's a portal at the exit. A portal? Destination's preset. To the bridge. I told you, only I get to torture the prisoners. Oh, sorry, sweetie. Just checking the readings. Still no sign of degeneration with that one. Another special case. Immune. Just like you, my darling. Why are you down here anyway? I thought we were making a jump. More sparkles for your collection. I came to find you. Someone's here. Unlocked? She was telling the truth. I should find this portal. Operator Zero, huh? That's my designation. You shouldn't be able to land a TARDIS in here. I never take notice of should, and even less of shouldn't. Designation suggests a designator. You're not top dog. What has your master got you doing? Keep him away. It's at a sensitive stage. Opening gravity containment fields. You seem very together for someone who's degenerating. You know about that? Uh, let the power build. Did you do this to me? Are you the Union? You don't remember. She'll be along to fill you in soon enough. How are you maintaining your composure? What's around your neck? Careful. I spent ages making that. Several lifetimes, you might say. A stabilization device tuned to your TARDIS. Let's see how you fare without it. I've not seen the process close up. Dragged through your own timeline. Your entire being. Face, clothes, even the scar. Ah! 
An old, reliable, you know, even through these old eyes, you look very familiar under that. Ooh, is that a neural regulator? Excuse me, I have a star system to compress. What? You have a what to do what with? You're right, I'm not in command. My mistress's needs are simple. Every glittering star that catches her eye is to be plucked from the firmament and turned to diamond. Simple, I'd call her needs insane. How is that possible? With an extremely potent gravity compression field. A typical Time Lord toy, but never seen on this scale. Hey, that must take a few black holes to power it, eh? <laughs> At the last count, 317. That's its beauty. You see, every star system we compress, we gain another. I was wrong. Crushing star systems simply to fuel your ability to keep on crushing star systems or more. It's not only insane, it's... It's pathologically pointless. One of your more sanctimonious selves, I see. Ah, uh, well, well, it's been almost an education, but I really must be getting on with escaping from you. Uh, no! Didn't you search him? That's the trouble with crystalline henchmen, extremely susceptible to sonic vibration. Pardon me, did I change? And those controls of yours, very sensitive too, I imagine. No, 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 stop. You have no idea what you're doing. Story of my lives. One more for luck. The gravity defector's overloading. You'll kill us all. I rely on your sense of self-preservation. Don't worry, I'll be back to shut down your enterprise. But now, mustache. Don't count your chickens, Doctor. Not when they're liable to pop back in their eggs. There's something here. Accelerating degeneration. Oh no. Here we go again. Oh, oh my giddy aunt. Not now. Grandfather, what are you doing here? Ah, oh, I'm back. <laughs> Let me get my bearings. Are you all right? Not really. But something's keeping me stable or somewhat. Susan? Dear Susan, is that you? Grandfather! Oh, who else? I, I picked up your distress call. I didn't send one. I was captured before I had a chance. How curious. Captured, you say? But where did you spring from just now? Someone unlocked my cell and sent me to a portal. It brought me here. Ah, a, a portal? A kind of transmat booth. Back this way. Yeah, sounds just the ticket. Uh, we should find it before those crystal fellows find us. They might sparkle. But I'd say they're not too bright. Oh. Oh. Uh. Grandfather, it's you. Hello, Susan. Sorry about that. Rush of adrenaline triggered a change. Where were we? The amalgams? The portal? Oh, yes. We'd better run. <laughs> We're stable. Near disaster averted. We were almost simultaneously condensed and extended to oblivion, which would not have been pleasant. Why are you standing there? Get after him. Any luck with the controls? Oh, yes. Very simpatico with my screwdriver. I'm tapping into monitoring systems, too. Fascinating. Don't have time to be fascinated. Can the transmat get us away? I dare say, but we don't want to end up back in your cell. 
I'm looking for a detour, somewhere to lie low. Apparently, this space station just materialized around a solar system. Which solar system? No idea, and I don't think the operator cares. We may find out on one of the planets. Hurry, Grandfather! Just setting the power unit to overload once it fires. Wouldn't want them following us. Ready for a leap into the unknown? With you, when is it anything else? And off we go! And now he's broken a portal. Oh, she's not going to be happy. You've changed again. I appear to be co-piloting with that dashing young me. Or rather, dashing old me. <laughs> nice to know I keep improving with age. Anyway, we've some breathing space and fortunately a breathable atmosphere. Ooh. I'm getting oxygen, nitrogen, top notes of argon, CO2, a cheeky dash of ozone and... Oh, is that a storm? Or the side effects of a diamond array. Grandfather, look! People! Oh, yes. I wonder how to break it to them that their planet is about to be crushed. I'll probably have to explain what a planet is first. Hmm. Primitive bipeds. Cave dwellers, perhaps. They're very animated, Susan. We did just appear out of thin air and with the skies rumbling. Yes, good point. It could get awkward. I'll handle this. Please, 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 don't worship me. <laughs> no, no, I've been mistaken for a god so many times before, and it's never gone terribly well, so... Oh. I don't think they're praying. Look out! Ow! Straight to stoning. I could have used a little adoration in between. Religious expression moves quickly. We need cover. Over here, there's a cave. Ooh, let's put some distance between us and our rock lobbers. Are you all right, Grandfather? What's happening to you? Now degeneration. An enforced mystery tour through all of my lives. But your presence is lending me a little composure. Is that your way of saying it's good to see me? Oh, it's always good to see you, Susan. I'm only sorry if I sometimes disappoint. You can never do that. Uh, it's heartening to have you by my side. I, I feel quite my old self. Well, one or two of them, anyway. A little light, I think. A cavern? Should we keep moving? Or warn those people? They looked familiar. Animal skins, primitive communication. You called them cave dwellers. <laughs> and yet they're not too keen on following us into the caves, and I wonder why. Big finish for the love of stories.